If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, good morning. Happy Friday, folks. Welcome aboard. Rob Breckenridge with you once again here on 630 Chad as we wind down this week. In fact, I guess we're winding down the month of February. Come Monday, it'll be a new month. So we've uh, made it through yet uh, yet another month and uh, hoping for more good things in the month of March. Now, we got a lot to get to uh, on the program here today. It was obviously budget day here in Alberta yesterday. We will have extensive coverage of the new budget, including a conversation coming up at 11 o'clock this morning with Alberta's finance minister, Travis Taves. So we'll talk about the decisions. We'll talk about the priorities. We'll talk about the path forward. So a lot to unpack with the minister. He'll join us uh, at 11 o'clock this morning. But as you've been hearing uh, since around 3.15 yesterday, uh, this is a tough budget. And, you know, we're facing some big challenges in Alberta. The deficit pegged at around $18 billion for this coming year. So how are we going to get out of that? What's the plan on the spending side? What's the plan on the revenue side? How are we going to get this economy rolling coming out of this pandemic? So we'll talk about all of that today. Speaking of the pandemic, some interesting news today out of Ottawa. We've been watching for this uh, approval finally now for the AstraZeneca Oxford University vaccine. So that makes it now three vaccines that officially have been approved in Canada. It sounds like Johnson & Johnson's vaccine may be close as well. was just approved in the U.S. a few days ago. So that could change the dynamic a little bit. A lot of the numbers we've been throwing around lately have involved the Pfizer and Moderna vaccine shipments. So if we can add some more to the mix, that's going to increase those numbers. And that's all a very good thing. Where does this vaccine, though, fit in? We'll we'll, uh, talk about that on the program today. A lot of other stuff we'll get to. Your calls, your texts, of course, 780-496-0063. I want to begin this morning, though, with uh, this this disturbing news. And I, I think we can call this a disturbing trend in Edmonton because we've had numerous incidents. In fact, uh, five times in just the last three months, Edmonton police have been investigating attacks against women wearing hijabs. Latest was on February 17th. A woman wearing a hijab was confronted and threatened at an Edmonton transit statement. And there have been uh, a few such attacks, as mentioned, uh, just in, in the last few weeks even. So why is this happening? What needs to be done? What kind of a response is required here? I think certainly when you see the response from the mayor, from others in the community, I mean, it's widespread condemnation, to be sure. Uh, but that this keeps happening is is very worrisome. Joining us to talk more about uh, this very pleased to welcome to the program here this morning, Mustafa Farouk, CEO of the National Council of Muslims. Uh, Mustafa, thank you so much for making some time for us here today. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. I mean, unfortunately, we have to have this conversation, but uh, obviously we, we need to acknowledge what's going on here. What What's your sense of, I mean, is is this uh, something that, that's isolated to Edmonton or, or what's going on here? What, what, what sense do you make of this? 
I mean, I think we've had to we have to we have to begin this conversation by noting that I think as you know, the vast majority of folks know in Edmonton, like the vast majority of our people here in Alberta are good, kind, caring people who would never countenance uh, what has been happening um, in our in our city. Um, and to be clear, this is not just an Edmonton problem. Um, you know, in the GTA over the summer, we had one mosque attacked six times. Uh, over a six-month period. Um, we, you know, in December, uh, or rather in September of, uh, of, of 2012, we had a, or, or sorry, of 2020, we had a man uh, take a knife, walk onto a mosque in the GTA, and, and unfortunately slit the throat of the caretaker there that the suspect has ties to a neo-Nazi, white supremacist, Islamophobic group. Uh, obviously, we just passed the marking of the uh, fourth anniversary of the Quebec City Mosque shooting. Uh, so unfortunately, these things happen. They're terrible. They're terrifying. But the alarming uh, uptick of attacks in Edmonton should be prompting us to take action locally. What kind of action, right? What, what sort of response do, does this require, do you think? Well, I think it's going to require a whole-of-society approach. Um, you know, I think we need the province to get involved. I think we need uh, the municipalities to come together as well. And that's why we've been calling for a provincial municipal action plan uh, to deal with uh, racist street violence. And they can help us, you know, bring together new policies and, and, and methodologies to deal with this challenge, whether that's improving the way hate crime units work, whether that's uh, bringing in new street harassment bylaws. Uh, these are measures that we have to be looking at and undertaking uh, because this is not this is not acceptable. Uh, nobody, you know, regardless of what your the color of your skin is or what you look like, should be afraid when they go outside in in the city of Champions. It's not okay. We need to stop it. I understand uh, Mayor Iveson, his office has reached out to your organization. So what, what kind of conversations have, have taken place then, uh, you know, either with, with the mayor's office, with Edmonton Police, or with other agencies and organizations about, you know, how to respond and, and in, in what way we're going to? Well, I mean, I, I have to commend uh, Mayor Iveson's office for uh, for assisting us in, in, in this case and in, in, in connecting us as well with, with the victim in, in, in this particular case and providing her support. Um, and I'll and I'll just say in advance that, you know, the victims of uh, these kinds of attacks, it's incredibly traumatic. Uh, you know, we've had victims who have needed physiotherapy afterwards, who have needed mental health counseling, and if you want to support them, you know, there's a, there's a GoFundMe that I think just got launched, so I, I'd encourage you to go and, and support these victims uh, as well. But I I, I would say that. Um, you know, we, we've been having, you know, some strong, positive conversations with a variety of government stakeholders, uh, including at the municipal level, but also at the provincial level. I know that Rachel Notley has endorsed um, the need for a provincial municipal bipartisan action plan. Um, and, uh, you know, we're looking forward to seeing the response from Premier Kenny as well. And we're in contact and in dialogue with uh, with, with his folks as well. I mean, do we know if there's any any connection here? I mean, this all seems, you know, it's not a coincidence that, you know, in, in these incidents that we're talking about here, that these are women, Muslim women, all of whom were, were wearing a hijab. But 
I, I don't know if there's there's necessarily in any connection here. I don't know if any arrests have actually been made in any of these incidents. What, what do we know about these attacks beyond you know what what actually happened in the moment? Well, well, I can tell you that uh, these attacks have been happening at the hands of different uh, offenders. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this points to a systemic problem. And I can tell you that it's not this is not a new problem. I mean, we've been having organizations like the Klan go to mosques uh, over the last three years. Uh, we've been having the soldiers of Odin patrol Muslim neighborhoods and, and black and indigenous neighborhoods. We've been having... Uh, I mean, we just saw a rally where people were walking around with, you know, torches in front of the Alberta legislature and in an homage, in a direct homage to the Charlottesville stuff. Uh, this is not the city that I was raised in. Uh, it's not okay. And that's why it's going to take all of us coming together to stop this. And I look, I know the 630 Chad Nation that's listening in. We're good folks. You know, these are, you know, we're, these are, these are, we, our neighbors are good people. But as good people, we have to stand up and stop the bad things from happening. Yeah, that's the thing, right? I mean, as you say, I mean, the, the vast majority of uh, Edmontonians, you know, people listening, you know, condemn this. No, no question about it. But, you know, we shouldn't just rest on that and say, well, OK, you know, problem solved. Most people, you know, would denounce this sort of thing because obviously it, it's still happening. Yeah, and I mean, I think that we as we when you know when when folks are going home today when you're when you're or if you're already at home and hoping you know people are staying socially distanced as much as possible you know have those conversations with your neighbors with your family what are we doing to make sure that when we see somebody uh, who's part of a vulnerable community going outside what are we doing to keep them safe Uh, nobody should be made to feel like they can get assaulted and let me tell you this many folks in edmonton who are part of diverse communities, especially those who are hijab, many of them have called us to complain and to say that they don't feel safe to go outside right now. That's not okay. No, you're right, it's not. All right, much more at uh, nccm.ca, uh, the, the website for the National Council of Canadian Muslims. Uh, Mustafa, thank you so much for joining us uh, here today. Really do appreciate this. Thank you so much. All right. All the best. Uh, that is uh, Mustafa Farouk, CEO of the National Council of Canadian Muslims. And uh, so their response to uh, what's unfortunately been a string of incidents in Edmonton uh, where Muslim women have been targeted. And, you know, it's it's a pretty appalling and, and blatant manifestation of you know, racism, just a really aggressive sort of racism that, you know, these individuals feel as though... Uh, you know, they, they need to attack or they need to get in the face of, of these individuals and just berate them and say horrible things or even engage in, in acts of violence. And what, what brings someone to that point? I mean, yeah, it, it seems impossible to comprehend. And, and I certainly believe uh, that is a tiny, tiny minority uh, of the uh, general public that, that would, would think that way. But it, it, it's still happening, right? It, it is a problem. So I'm not exactly sure what the answer is here. But uh, my goodness, you know, we, we shouldn't have to be uh, talking about these kinds of stories. This sort of thing just shouldn't be happening. And yet it is. All right, our number here, 780-496-0063. 
We've got a lot to get to in the program today. As mentioned, plenty of budget talk today. Uh, some vaccine news today, obviously, at Ottawa, the approval of the AstraZeneca vaccine. So, so that could be big in terms of Canada's uh, vaccination uh, efforts. So uh, a lot of frustration, though, too, yesterday, even though they've ironed out some of the issues with the website, a lot of long lineups for those who were showing up for their vaccination uh, appointments. So still some frustration on that side of things here in Alberta. We'll touch on that as well. So plenty to get to on this Friday morning. Rob Breckenridge with you here on 630. Chad. Welcome back on this Friday morning. Rob Breckenridge with you here on 630 Chad, filling in, uh, well, for the rest of this program, obviously, and uh, filling in next week as well in this uh, nine to noon time slot. And then after next week, well, I'm not sure. I'm going to go back to uh, my own show and um, you will hear somebody, somebody different in this time slot. But um, I don't know. That's kind of all I can tell you at this point, not because I'm necessarily holding uh, withholding any information, maybe I'm just a little out of the loop. Uh, anyway, that's the case uh, going forward for the next week or so. Uh, hey, by the way, Oilers fans, um, your team back in action uh, tomorrow night, coming off a big win last night in Vancouver, sweeping that series. But sweeping this next series uh, could be a tall order. But looking forward to some uh, really exciting games three in a row, folks. Uh, between the Maple Leafs and the Oilers, uh, the first of which uh, gets underway tomorrow, a uh, 5 o'clock starts here on 6.30, Ched. So, yeah, McDavid uh, versus Matthews, all those uh, narratives, first place versus second place in the North. So really, really interesting uh, stretch of games coming up here uh, for the Edmonton Oilers. So uh, make sure you're tuned in tomorrow night, then Monday, then Wednesday. So three in a row. Toronto, Edmonton should be quite something. All right, coming up after 9.30, we're going to crack open the budget conversation. We got Travis Taves, the finance minister, joining us at 11 o'clock this morning. So an opportunity to hear uh, from uh, the finance minister himself, again, coming up uh, at 11 o'clock this morning. Coming up after 11.30, we're going to be joined by economist Trevor Toome. We'll get some analysis from him uh, on this budget what the numbers say to him about Alberta's uh, financial position and where we go from here. We are going to focus in a little bit as well on, on the question of debt. Uh, the uh, Fraser Institute actually put out an interesting study this week, coincidentally enough, on the same week the budget came down, uh, looking at uh, debt in Canada and how the provinces compare. And in Alberta, you know, we used to be kind of one of the leaders uh, on this front. That's not the case anymore. And as we close in on $100 billion in debt here in Alberta, those interest payments go up each year. It was a little alarming to see in the budget yesterday, actually. The uh, number for interest payments was a bigger number than the number for uh, royalty revenue. So, yikes, that's not good. Anyway, so we'll talk a bit about the uh, debt situation coming up uh, after 10 o'clock with uh, Jake Fuss from the Fraser Institute. And plenty of time for you to react as well uh, to what's in this budget or what's not in this budget, your sense of where the government's at, where it's going, what its priorities are, what those priorities ought to be. 780-496-0063. We're going to have plenty of time for your phone calls as well here this morning. Uh, some other news we'll get to in the news out of Ottawa this morning, which I, I guess we kind of knew was coming. Although we, we weren't sure when, uh, a word from Health Canada today that the AstraZeneca, the Oxford University vaccine, is now officially approved in Canada. So how does that change the situation, right? We've been operating on, on some of the numbers in terms of what's coming from Pfizer and Moderna and when that's coming and how that's going to be distributed. So now we've got AstraZeneca we can throw into the mix and potentially soon to the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. 
So what does that mean in terms of the overall numbers? How do we prioritize these vaccines? I mean, they're, they're, they're similar in a lot of ways, but different too, right? Uh, the Pfizer, the Moderna vaccines seem to have some, some better numbers associated with them. They're a little more expensive, harder to transport. So there's some advantage on that side when it comes to AstraZeneca. But, you know, I don't think we're going to get into a situation where people get to put their hand up and say, I'll take that one, please. So how do we distribute all of this? How is this going to factor in? So plenty to talk about uh, on the vaccination front as well. But I, I think, you know, all in all, this is a really good news announcement today. And we'll get some more details uh, through the day in terms of how many we can expect in the short term, when those might be arriving, et cetera. So, like I say, a lot of ground to cover on the program here this morning. Again, 780-496-0063. You want to join in the conversation today. My name is Rob Breckenridge. With you here on this Friday morning, you're listening to 630 Chad. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.